All right. So today we're going to continue session 94. 94 received August 26, 1982. Uh, 30 exchanges. We went through the first half or so, uh, which was significantly uh, personal material for Jim and Carla and Don. And we ended last time at um, question 9411. Uh, or 94.10, and we start at 94.11. So this is um, going deep into the discussion of card four, sometimes called the emperor um, experience of the mind, or what, how the mind fashions catalysts to um, become experience. So let's go into it. 94.11. Don says, I have drawn a small diagram in which I simply show an arrow which represents catalyst penetrating a line at right angles to the arrow, which is the veil, and then depositing in one of two repositories, one which I would call on the right-hand path, one on the left-hand path, and I have labeled these two repositories for the catalytic action as it's filtered through the veil, quote, the experience. Would this be a very rough analogy of the way the catalyst is filtered through the veil to become experience? Uh, so he's trying to graphically represent how catalyst comes in and becomes experience. Does it go into two repositories? Ross said, again, you are partially correct. The deeper biases of a mind-body-spirit complex pilot the catalyst around the many aisles of positivity and negativity as expressed in the archipelago archipelago of the deeper mind, which is an island chain of islands. However, the analogy is incorrect in that it does not take into account the further polarization, which most certainly is available to the conscious mind after it has perceived the partially polarized catalyst from the deeper mind. So we're getting into <laughs> uh, how the mind works with catalysts and how we have biases, uh, and all of these analogies, um, I think, make trouble, frankly, um, <laughs> because uh, if you talk about aisle, aisle, I-L-E-S, aisles of positivity and negativity, uh, what does this mean? <laughs> that there are little islands in my mind that are positive and negative, there are tendencies that are positive and negative, there are modes of interpreting catalyst fashioning experience that are positive and negative? Well, I guess you can say there are tendencies towards positive qualities of mind. There are tendencies toward negative, negatively oriented qualities of mind. And those tendencies, which Buddhists would call skillful unskillful, lead to um, interpreting catalyst in ways that are helpful to the path, positive path, and ways that are harmful. Uh, okay, but why not just say we have different tendencies in mind? Anyway, uh, and then the further polarization, uh, the mind keeps polarizing after it perceives catalyst coming in. So, you know, we, we uh, there, there are layers upon layers of interpretation and filtering filtering out of what we're not able to perceive, uh, conceiving how we're commonly used to, to conceiving, uh, preferring certain ways of conceiving, <laughs> not knowing other ways of conceiving. You know, um, like, like this whole, I was thinking about this the other day, today, um, people say, I mean, we say, I like it. And somebody will say, no, um, it's not good for you. And then you say, but I like it. Well, how about the person does like it, and at some level it's not good for them, but to what degree do they really realize it's not good for them? Or is it that they like something that isn't good for them? Uh, because there's some anger to the self or anger somewhere that's being vented or directed by that activity. How well do you even understand your motivation? How well do we understand our motivations ever? Well, 
understanding basically is just sufficient understanding. When we call, when we say I understand something, we're basically saying I understand it sufficiently to to have um, to to no longer have um, painful questions. I may have some questions, or I may realize that I know very little, but it's not that painful, and I feel I know it enough. That's called understanding, but it's very partial. It's nearly nothing, really. <laughs> it's really nothing. So same thing with motivation. We understand our motivations a little bit, sometimes, but there are many other dynamics that we don't understand. In fact, we only have a calling to understand when there's something painful and upsetting, but when there, when but there's always painful and upsetting. It's just below a threshold. It, it's below the threshold of recognition. So there's dukkha all the time. There's dissatisfactoriness to life all the time. Uh, but it doesn't rise above a certain threshold, so we don't feel disturbed. Same thing with misunderstanding or not understanding. And so the same thing with uh, how the mind, understanding the issue of how the mind fashions catalysts to experience, or how we filter our life, or uh, see the life, you know, imagine the life, see the life we're imagining. We, we believe we're living the life that we're capable and able to believe. And there's much more going on than we're able to, to recognize. So, I mean, the human condition is very much in the dark. People, <laughs> people who don't know that are <laughs> even more so in the dark. With their, they are in the dark with their hands over their eyes. 94.12, Don goes on. It seems to me that the experience of the mind would act in such a way as to change the nature of the veil so that catalyst would be filtered so as to be acceptable in the, or more acceptable in the bias that is increasingly chosen by the entity. For instance, if the entity had chosen the right-hand path, the veil would, the experience of mind, would change the permeability of the veil to, more, to, to accept more and more positive catalyst and also the other would be true for accepting more negative if the left-hand path were the one that was repeatedly chosen as correct. Um, you know, it's a... F okay, anyway, I won't comment. Ross said, this is not only correct, but there is a further ramification. As the entity increases in experience, it shall, more and more, choose positive interpretations of catalyst. If it's upon the service to others path, and negative interpretations of catalyst if it if the ex ex if if its experience has been along the service to self path. Now, the choosing positive interpretations of catalyst versus choosing negative interpretations of catalyst. What is a positive or a negative interpretation of catalyst? Well, I think again, words are trouble. Um, Ra talked about the analogy of standing in line at a shopping at a shopping uh, shopping shopping center shopping store or a store supermarket, and uh, a person in line ahead of us can't find their money, and there's a delay, and uh, the five people behind him or her have a choice of how to interpret that situation or to fashion their experience from the catalyst, and so. A person who's deeply in love wisdom, <laughs> let's just talk about highly developed in 456, would see the situation in terms of 456. Green ray, blue ray, indigo ray. That's called a, f a positive interpretation of catalyst, which means by activated love, compassion, and you know kindliness and activated wisdom, discernment, comprehension, knowing, uh, clarity, and spiritual awareness overall, six ray, uh, they will choose a positive interpretation of this, catal of this catalyst. And, and I, I just think that this is, a, you know, the language can be improved upon here. Don, I, I mean, I wouldn't speak the way Don does, only he does. And I wouldn't speak the way Ra does, only Ra does. And we should find our own, I think. But uh, 
there is there is, there is accuracy in language that is also to the point uh, <clears throat> what what is termed here the choosing of positive interpretation of catalyst means seeing life through the activation of 456 seeing life through love wisdom and awareness of, of uh, unity or spiritual purpose seeing life as uh, from from a spiritually developed perspective and so that really means uh, the person would feel the pain of that person who can't find their change ahead of us in line the person would see the mind of that person in its disorder or its pain and understand the causes the person may acknowledge the value of patience for themselves to wait in line and, and take it easy and uh, enjoy more quiet they may want to send love light to the person uh, who's in pain struggling for their change and they may realize the the opportunity of this situation that's quote positive interpretation of catalyst but is it an interpretation of catalyst or is it seeing through the eyes of love wisdom and spiritual awareness I don't think it is positively interpreting I think it's seeing clearly with awakened eyes of love, wisdom, and spiritual um, perspective. That's what I'd say. I wouldn't say it's positively interpreting. Meanwhile, negative interpreting would be basically somebody who's <clears throat> wanting to use every situation to gain more power by, by putting others down, taking the power of others for self-aggrandizement. That's how it how looks to me. And it's not that the veil is, the, the permeability of the veil is changing. It's that when the person is clearly developed on the positive path and a person's clearly developed on the negative path, the veil is thinner for them because they're polarized, because their their uh, sufficient, significant polarization on positive and negative path per se is a thinning of the veil. 94.13. Don goes on. Then the mechanism designed by the Logos of the action of catalyst resulting in experience was planned to be self-accelerating in that it would create this process of, shall I say, variable permeability that was of the function of the chosen path. Is this an adequate statement? Uh, Ross says, there is no variable permeability involved in the concepts we have just discussed, except for this, you are quite correct, um <laughs> Don is is speaking uh regarding the variable permeability of the veil in mind. It seems to me uh, in his defense and on his side that yeah the 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 veil is permeable. And Ross talked about that actually. Meaning uh it's not that we're 100% veiled from everything that's non-physical from everything real in time-space. That's what's on the other side of the veil. Everything that's real in time-space, including the personal, beginning with the personal subconscious, to the racial, to the planetary, to the cosmic, higher self, uh, all that is super-sensible, all of that is beyond the veil, but uh, we may become aware of it, more or less, and over time, increasingly aware of it. That looks like permeability to me. But that's not what Ra's talking about in terms of uh, <clears throat> the uh, choosing of positive or negative interpretation of catalyst. That's not permeable. Uh, so yeah, we're getting into super complexity here and trying to explain complexity with more complexity, which is less than perfect, and then trying to cut that down and um, fix that up and then we find more complexity uh, but uh, there's no doubt that uh, there's an interplay between where we've been and where we are and where we are and where we will be the future impede the, the future affects the present all the time just as the past affects the present and so the future uh, what we do today, which is 
whole, very significantly a function of what we did yesterday, did and thought, right? Uh, our activity of thought and word and deed yesterday very significantly um, is the causal basis or the, the root of what we experienced now in terms of our catalyst and in terms of our capacity to interpret catalyst or fashion experience, that too is heavily modified uh, or influenced by all that we've done, thought, word, and deed before in the past. Uh, likewise, uh, all of our activity today, right now, thought, word, and deed, uh, you know, significantly influences what will be experienced tomorrow the catalyst tomorrow, as well as our fashioning or our response to it, which is how we further make, you know, development. But to the extent that tomorrow is no less, um, tomorrow is, a, is as alive as yesterday. Tomorrow is as real as now. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow are all real now in certain ways. They have different quality of, of living. But uh, today is, is certainly influenced not only by yesterday, but also by tomorrow. The tomorrow that we're not aware of, and yet at another dimension, potentially uh, already exists. And so there is, an incre there is a certain kind of feedback loop going on with, um, with, with all of life. And so the more you seek, the more you'll find the more you seek, the easier your, the stronger your ability to find will be. The more you seek today, the more um, tomorrow will offer opportunities that wouldn't have been available had we not done certain seeking today or yesterday. And then this, there is, I think, a vari variable permeability, meaning people become unveiled. You know, um, seek and you shall, seek and you shall be unveiled. <laughs> uh, unveil yourself and so that that is the path so you can call that variable um, or um, dissol dissolutionable dissolvable uh, but there's no doubt that um, the path the, the mind has been set up for the path and the path has been established in coordination with the mind and so the structure of the mind and the nature of the veil uh, have been established by the logos, the logoi, actually, plural, um, with an eye to the, the, the traveling of the path. The, the, the design of the function of mind and mind-body-spirit complex as a whole, the, the, the functional design of mind-body-spirit complex as a whole uh, is significantly based on the purpose for which it exists. The purpose for which mind-body-spirit complex exists is is soul evolution in this cosmic plan. So, <laughs> purpose runs through the whole thing, and um, the law of squares applies. So there is a compounding of a positive consequence for positive or um, path, uh, you know, polariz polarized activity on the path. It, it returns to clarify the path and uh, improve catalyst coming. So uh, this is God's system, and um, it's been perfectly de designed, actually, far more than we realize. 94.13, uh, we just did that. 94.14, Don says, I can understand, to use a poor term again, the necessity for an archetype of catalyst, archetype for catalyst, or a model for catalyst of the mind, but what is the reason for having a blueprint or model, meaning archetype, for experience of the mind, other than this simple model of the dual repository of the negative positive catalyst? That's exactly where he's wrong, and that was exactly... It's great that he pulled this out because this is what been the basis of him talking about positive and negative with this experience card, and that's not what it's about, actually. 
He said, it would seem to me that the first distortion of free will would be better served if no model for experience were made. Hmm. I'm somewhat confused on this. Could you clear it up? Uh, it's absolutely true is that he keeps asking uh, about the function of card four experience of mind as association in, in association only with being uh, working with positive and negative catalyst. Or he said this simple model of the dual repository of pos- of negative positive catalyst. So it's a very, you know, he got off on the wrong foot here, and it wasn't even clear until ninety four fourteen what it, what it, what it was. So something like catalyst and experience of mind cards positions as a dual repository for two types of catalyst um, to what allow the entity to choose or put their one catalyst here and the other catalyst there. The whole thing is very confusing. And um, Ra, unfortunately, says, uh, sorry, we can't help you too much, and says, your question is certainly interesting, and your confusion, hopefully productive. We cannot learn, teach for the student. We shall simply note, as we have previously, the attraction of various archetypes to male and to female. We suggest that this line of consideration may prove productive. And so Ra's sort of redirecting Don towards the gender of the card. Uh, and this is a male uh, gender card. It's an emperor. And uh, Ra's pulling out of this whole notion of dual repositories of catalyst, positive and negative. Don is wondering why indeed is there an experience card at all? And... Ra's referring back to the dual gender pairings that we see in a lot of cards that are paired, like Catalyst of Mind, Catalyst and Experience, positions three and four. In the case of Mind, we have Empress, Emperor, female and male. Uh, and in other cycles, like Catalyst of Spirit, there is no female-male situation happening. There may be duality, but uh, the duality of the two cards is different than in the mind, where it's very simple, a female and then a male character. And uh, it's very difficult <laughs> to understand the nature of these cards, so it uh, Ra's giving a training aid um, to redirect attention to the gender, biological sex of the card, that might help. 94.15, Don goes on. In the fourth archetype, the card shows a male whose body faces forward. I assume this indicates that the experience of the mind will reach for catalyst. However, the face is to the left, indicating to me that in reaching for catalyst, negative catalyst will be more apparent in its power and effect, power and effect than the positive. Would Ra comment on this? Uh, this whole thing about um, negative and positive catalyst is also, I, I wouldn't, it, it needs a whole lot of unpacking. To just say that catalyst is negative and catalyst is positive, I don't think that's quite the case. Ra answers, the archetype of experience of the mind reaches not, O oh student, but with firm authority grasps what it is given. The remainder of your remarks are perceptive. <laughs> Uh, they're perceptive, meaning you're perceiving something. Uh, you know, you 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 start to he's starting to anthropomorphize these these he's done it already. These cards, like who is running the show? This card does this, and this card does this. And this character does this, and this character does that. People who are astrologers get into this kind of thing. Saturn is a very commanding character. Saturn will take no will brook no hesitation, uh, where they basically um, take the anthropomorphization of uh, astrological characters or tarot position cards, Major Arcana, and then kind of substitute the authority or the, the conscious, the agency, the agency of body, mind, spirit, complex, conscious mind or the will, or you as the subject, uh, gets substituted 
by the anthropomorphized astrological or symbolic um, figure like Saturn or the Emperor. The Emperor does this and the Emperor does that. Saturn does this and Saturn does that. This, you, 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 in Buddhism it's called putting a head on top of your head. And um, many astrologers get lost in astrology. <laughs> many thinkers get lost. We all get lost in thinking. And tarot readers get lost in the tarot. And then make friends and make a little community with all the characters that they're sharing time with. Uh, it gets very confusing and um, it is not a Buddhist it is not Buddhist compatible it's it's really uh, taking a, it, it's multiplying um, the sense of self and then multiplying and splitting the sense of self meanwhile um, uh, reifying or to put the concepts into um, some kind of some kind of sense that these are real beings in play here and and forgetting you're the being in play and then uh, folk you know forgetting uh, to to look at what you are rather than focus on the comings and goings of all these interesting characters the astrological community of uh, planets and signs and houses and the uh, archetypical of tarot community of major arcana characters it gets it, it's not very helpful frankly people get lost in it and then um, you know they just uh, put the put the cover over their head and uh, stay embedded anyway 9416 so anyway your, your comment your remarks are perceptive but um, the experience of mind reaches not 94.16, Don goes on, experience is seated on the square of the material illusion, which is colored much darker than in card number three. However, there is a cat inside this, uh, inside the cube sat upon by the emperor experience. I'm guessing that as experience is gained, the second density nature of the illusion is understood, and the negative and positive aspects are separated. Would Ra comment on this? Um, Ra said, this interpretation varies markedly from Ra's intention. We direct the attention to the cultural meaning of the great cat which guards. What, O oh student, does it guard? And with what oriflame does it lighten the darkness of manifestation? Just a second. I have to look up that word. The polarities are indeed present. The separation non-existent except through the sifting which is the result of cumulative experience other impressions were intended by this configuration of the seated image with its milk white leg and pointed foot foot does that mean foot um you see people can get really <laughs> lost with this uh, the, the there's a certain mind that loves riddles the riddler riddle me this and so people who love riddles um, get super tangled in their riddle tangled super tangled in in their untangling and so uh, finding riddles to untangle um, will leave you chasing your own tail and if some clever deceiver finds you they'll just uh, load you down with uh, endless riddles and uh, you will be nicely caged chasing your tail and uh, like a cat playing with a, bar, uh, a ball of yarn every time you jump and flip and flop over uh, it'll tangle you further which you know cats are very cute with but humans don't look good doing that and so Ra's talk Don interprets this as uh, the cat in the box the second density nature of illusion the negative positive aspects are separated this whole thing about negative positive aspects separated is also mistaken from a buddhist perspective because positive and negative is is what's seen by certain qualities of perception when when doors of perception are cleansed uh, polarity is no longer seen or it's emptiness and seen and then even that's distinct 
to say I don't see polarity, there's no polarity is not the same as saying there is apparent polarity but it's empty or there's an appearance of polarity but it's insubstantial essentially and people say no, there is no polarity and other people say no um, there is polarity but it's an apparent reality based on limited perception and, and limited um, awareness and understanding that results in this um, recognition of, of that duality, the duality of polarity. And so it's not that they're to separate, what does it mean to separate the negative and positive aspects, even that, right? So th this is the swamp of misunderstanding, uh, not, not, not just this you know, discussion, but human mind is the swamp of dis misunderstanding. I mean, I mean, it's really breathtaking to me how little people understand and how anything that anybody says has to be analyzed deeply to really know what they mean. They don't even know what they mean. There's just a sufficiency of, of very shallow understanding that's taken as understanding because the basic questions are, are not there anymore. So are, are negative and positive aspects separated? by this second density cat in there um, no it's completely different because Ra putting a cat in the in on the card had a different meaning based related to how they saw what the cat was and, and the Egyptians the great cat which guards the great guarding cat inside the little box to me it looks like a cute little kitten so somebody else is going to read this card and say Oh, look at that cute little kitten inside the box. Oh, I see. Experience rests on the love of our animal nature. The love, the feline feminine love of the baby cat is the basis of experience. I see. But that's not at all what Ra meant. It varies markedly from Ra's intention. But who's to say to that person that that interpretation doesn't help them? They like it. So does that help them? Oh, well, I like it. So that means it helps you? People will say, What's, why not? That's what you think. If it's true for you, it's true for you. Okay, it's true for you. So so the person says, oh, it's a cute little baby cat. Experience is based on, um, the true use of experience is based on making peace with our feminine, you know, inner animal kitten nature. And so that we should love all experience. And that's the way. Uh, to understand this card. And somebody says, well, that varies markedly from Ra's intention. And that person says, well, that's how I see it, and that's what's real for me. And you say, okay, well, more power to you. And that person feels it's right for them. And the kindly person says, okay, well, I'm glad for you. Um, you know, I'm glad that's nice. That's, I'm glad you're happy. Meanwhile, it actually has nothing to do with what the card means with the, with the cat there. But it's nice for the person, and they're happy. So does that mean it's good for them? Do, just because they think it's good for them doesn't mean it's good for them. <laughs> Who knows? Just because you think it's good for you and you like it, does it mean it's good for you? Hmm? Who wants to say no? Who can say no? Well, a Buddha can say no. But um, I, I think that there are some pretty profound um, conclusions that we can find here um, that go way beyond this class in terms of um, what is true and is it, you know, even uh, the human capacity to know anything and the value, uh, the function of knowing with such limited, uh, in such a limited uh, manifestation. Anyway, uh, Ra was using the cat for a great cat that guards. Guard what? I don't know. And then, with what oriflame, oriflame does it lighten the darkness of manifestation? Uh, oriflame means a scarlet banner or a knight's standard. How about that? Or a bright, conspicuous object. Or a principle or ideal that serves as a rallying point in a struggle. So a scarlet banner or knight's standard. Holding the knight's standard into battle as they charge on the plane or a flam uh, <clears throat> and a bright or some bright 
It was a battle standard of the King of France in the Middle Ages, originally the sacred banner of the Abbey of Saint Denis near Paris. Uh, and so, okay, <laughs> it's a it's a principle or ideal that serves as a rallying point. So you see, this we could spend hours on every one card. Okay, is that good? I don't know. If you like it, is it good? If you don't like it, is it good? <laughs> I don't know. So uh, the cat, the cat is guarding, and it has some <laughs> banner or standard. It it signifies a banner or a standard by which it's lightning darkness of manifestation. What does it mean? Well, it's bringing interpretation to catalyst. It's ordin organizing catalyst. What does card four do anyway? Well, I mean, how does the cat, you know, uh, <laughs> the great cat inside the box is guarding. How, how a cat inside a box can guard, I'm not sure. And how a cat, even if there's a great cat, inside a box, how it can lighten darkness by an oriflamme knight's standard or banner uh, while it's sitting inside the box, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so this is why people stay out of book four. It just gets, it just uh, tangles on and trips forward. Uh, well, certainly the darkness, what is the darkness of manifestation? Is there darkness of manifestation? Well, ignorance is darkness, and certainly by fashioning experience from catalyst or interpreting, by applying meaning, right? By adding meaning, that's what we're talking about here. By adding meaning, we come to clarity. Now, it may be mistaken understanding, or it's certainly relative. And so, the whole notion of positive and negative, um, yeah, you can say that separating them is important, meaning it's good to know, it's important to know the difference between um, action on the positive path, what defines action on the positive path, and what is depolarizing. If I speak to you in a certain way, um, it will be beneficial to you and me. If I speak to you in a different way, it will indeed be harmful to you and me, or maybe, and I ought to know that, and, and not fool myself that could be called positive and negative separating or distinguishing and discerning between the two. Uh, meanwhile, there is no polarity in the law of one. But, yeah, there are ways of living that are more supportive of love, wisdom, or the development of 456, and there are ways of living and speaking and acting that block 456. Or that develop five and six block four on the negative path. And, and one ought to know that. Meanwhile, there is no polarity in the law of one. Meanwhile, there really is a difference between a mass murderer and Robert Kennedy. So, you know, <laughs> this is why some people just stay in love over wisdom, because once you get into wisdom, it, it gets very heavy to, to know. And there are very few people capable, very few people, that I found who can go head to head to head to head to head and on and on and on. Very few people want to do that. It's a piece piece of work. Maybe it can only be done in a monologue. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, there are very few people who want to listen well. Very few people. It's very difficult wisdom. It's much much more. Uh, it's much easier um, to just smile and say, "Oh, that's good. I'm happy for you. I'm happy. Oh, that's nice." And, and stay there. It's very shallow, I think, and very weak, but um, it's a whole lot easier than venturing into wisdom when you find that nobody knows anything, including ourselves, actually, because knowing may not even be possible. Understanding is not possible. You know, understanding is not of your density, said Ra. Very, very true. <laughs> so anyway, going on, I'm sorry I broke up the middle of... No, I read it. Uh, and so the seated image with his milk-white leg and his pointed footch. What is his footch? Uh, I don't think that's his footch. I think it's his foot. But uh, that has some meaning, too, his milk-white feet. Uh, and the, the fact that the legs are crossed also has some meaning in terms of um, the cross of experience. 
So Ross said the polarities are indeed present, but there's no polarity in the law of one. Put that together. The polarities are indeed present. The separation non-existent, except through the sifting, which is the result of cumulative experience. And that's an important point. Cumulative experience involves sifting. Sifting is a filtering, wise filtering. There is unwise and wise filtering. Um, knowing is a filtrative, is filtrative. Knowing is filtrative, oh, which really means knowing is filtering. To know me is to love me. To know me is to filter me, which really means filter me out, turn it off. No, it doesn't mean, it could mean that. What it really means, I think, is by, um, by careful assessment and analysis, um, the, the person, the, the man of wisdom, the man of experience, or woman, <clears throat> um, knows what to release and what not to, what to hold and what to drop, and also can see what's useful and what's not useful and um, has the wisdom of um, uh, careful, um, matured, or seasoned uh, interpretation. The capacity to interpret wisely is a certain maturity in seeing and way of working with catalysts, you can say, because that's what we're talking about. How to work with catalysts in a mature way is very serious, actually. Now, we can just have fun and do whatever we want, but uh, to really know is a piece of work. <laughs> to really do, to really help somebody is a piece of work. 9417, what was the last word that Ra communicated? I didn't quite hear it. Was it futch? <laughs> that was the problem. Ra said, we spoke the sound vibration complex foot. Due to some pain flares, we are at times less than secure in the speaking. However, the way is open, and conditions remain good for this working. Please continue to query if there is any difficulty in transmission. So it was a pointed footch that Ra did perhaps say, and Don said, footch? Uh, but yes, they really meant foot. But she had pain flares, and so things were really rough at this point in session in the 90s, and they get more so, actually. 9418. Don goes on, in card three, the catalyst of mine. The feet of the female entity are upon the unstable platform, signifying dual polarity by its color. In card four, one foot pointed indicates that if the male entity stands on its toe, on the toe, it would be carefully balanced. The other foot is pointed to the left. Would Ra comment on my, comment on my observation that if the entity stands on this foot, it will be very, very carefully balanced. And it's it's a real funky kind of interpretation, but there's um, some deep insight there in terms of the footing of catalyst of mind versus the footing of experience of mind. The footing of the characters indicates um, where the agency of each card uh, rests, takes its foundation, the, the foundational support for the agency of each card. And so the agency of each card, meaning who's, what the agent does or what, what is done by an agent, what the card as an agent or as an actor doing, but it's the self, it's the self that does, it's God that does, it's not the emperor and the empress that does, it's you that does via the agency of these um, concept complexes or potentials of mind. You are the agent who's working through the agency um, of each of these um, potentials of mind, resources of the deep mind. But where the agency of each card uh, takes its basis is shown by its footing. So the catalyst of mine, female, rests um, sort of lightly in an upward crescent moon on, on below her feet. The emperor, apparent name, um, 
with his milk white legs, um, which is an interesting, which has a meaning. The purity of that uh, of of the feed through from its support up to the torso. The the pointed foot resting on the ground and then one pointing in a different direction. The point the the point the foot pointedness or the pointed feet has some meaning to its the 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 basis of its agency. Okay, and um, Ross says this is an important perception, for it is a key to not only this concept complex but to others as well. You may see the T square, which at times riven as is one foot from secure fundament by the nature of experience, yet still by this same nature of experience, is carefully, precisely, and architecturally placed in the foundation of this concept complex and, indeed, in the archetypical mind complex. Experience, meaning card for experience of the mind, experience of the mind has the nature of more effectively and poignantly expressing the architecture of experience both the fragility of structure and the surety of structure and that's the um, that that's the dialectic here is the fragility of structure the surety of structure the milk white legs of the emperor who would think an emperor would have milk white legs and a pointed foot uh, the uh, fragility both fragile both fragile and and sure or stable solid but fragile and delicate that's the dialectic that's the 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 inter the um, uh, the polarity in play here and so the t square um this the footing of the emperor at times riven as is one foot from a secure fundament by the nature of experience which is sort of like pulled sometimes from secure foundation but also carefully precisely architecturally placed uh, in you know uh, in a footing um, in a in the foundation of this concept complex right foundation as the floor so the foundation, uh, so it just goes on and on and on and on. The uh, foundation of each card can be understood as um, the basis of the footing of the agency of the card, which is a function of the mind, not the agent of your being. And so, but you've got this contradiction here, or this this uh, dialectic or opposition between carefully precisely and architecturally placed in the foundation versus um, very delicate or um, insecure because it can be riven as a foot from secure fundament. Uh, How the heck does that relate to experience of mind? Well, it's, I think the idea is the the, um, unreliability of the, of samskara. (laughs) <laughs> the the fashioning the mind that fashions interpre- that ex- that interprets catalyst and fashions experience both gives us a, a, a precise secure foot in the making sense of life but it's also extremely unreliable or extremely easily lost right uh, like you inject a certain drug into some part of his blood and um, they can't think or they go haywire. Um, they, uh, the capacity to uh, experience catalyst is gone. The capacity to make sense of life is gone. And then there's just the fact that, that along the path, much of how we've ex- interpreted situations how we fashioned experience from catalyst the way we've made sense of things is found to be wrong is found to be inadequate is thrown needs to be thrown off the side is found to be false and fraudulent and therefore not a not a safe foundation for building and so um there's this precise 
uh, establishing um, of of who we think we are and where we think we are and how we think things are by um, this function of mind experience fashioning uh, from catalyst. It, it is a precise representation of uh, the mind as it is today. And so there's a precision, careful architectural placement in this foundation uh, that the perfect T-square or the ang, you know, that perfect little foot, um, perfect exquisitely uh, footed or, or emplaced in the foundation uh, of the card or potentially uh, how exquisite this function of mind is the function of mind <laughs> that interprets catalyst and makes experience, how perfectly um, representative of where a being is at by how they're fashioning uh, their catalyst into experience at any one moment in time, at any one point in their path. Meanwhile, it's an extremely unstable um, concoction or fabrication, right? <laughs> Buddhism is samskara. It's called f uh, volitional compound or fabrication. It's a uh, it's a fashioning out of thin air, actually, how we think, what we think life is. Uh, so it's a perfect representation that is precisely representative of where a being's at in their process, in their path. Meanwhile, um, this fragility of structure. <clears throat> uh, the poignant expression of the architecture of experience. Uh, it's a very delicate, very very high-minded way of putting it. So, so uh, experience, the, the fashioning function itself is precise and architecturally perfect as an expression of where a being's at. Meanwhile, it's completely unreliable, um, the fashioning itself, in the sense that it's empty, it's sunya, it's anatta, it's initta, it's impermanent, it's selfless, it's insubstantial of any abidingness, and um, it's it's um, it's a fabrication that eventually will have to be thrown out. But it's useful on the path to move to the point where we can throw it out. <laughs> Ninety-four, nineteen. We will have to take three three weeks for this strange session. Uh, Don goes on, it would seem to me that from the configuration of this male entity in card four, who looks to the left and the right foot is pointed to the left, that this card would indicate that you must be in a defensive position with respect to the left-hand path, we, with no need to concern yourself about protection with respect to the right-hand path, would Ra comment on that. He's a bit of a dogmatist, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, the entity looks to the left, right, right foot is pointed to the left also, indicate that you must quote his, his advice or his question. You must be in a defensive position with respect to the left-hand path with no need to concern yourself about protection with respect to the right-hand path. Meaning, uh, you have to defensively see the left-hand path and then don't concern yourself about protection when you're on the right-hand path? I'm not sure. Ross said, again, this is not the suggestion we wished, to, we wished to offer by constructing this image. However, the perception cannot be said to be incorrect. <laughs> Ra is a real, you know, this is called granny zen. And so, um, it's not the suggestion we wish to offer. Um, so it's not what Ra meant. The perception cannot be said to be incorrect. Um, it's not incorrect. It's correct, but not appropriate to this card. Um, do you? Does that mean Ross says yes? You must be in a defensive position with respect to the left-hand path. What does that even mean? Be in a defensive position. Do we even know? What I have to defend myself all the time? Really? I'm not sure about that. I mean. <laughs> There's a lot of that. That's a whole nother discussion. How to look at the left-hand path for those who uh, are pretty committed to staying away from it, and and to be sure that 
we um, don't repress or don't suppress our non, you know, saintly uh, feelings, thoughts, temp, temp, tendencies, impulses, and yet not harm self or other too. And so that's another piece of work. But should we be defensive about all that? I don't think that's quite a, a useful way of putting it. 9420, Don takes a different angle, says the magical shape is now almost, well, is right on the right edge of the card, indicating that to me, that is a spiritual, let's say the spiritual significance is on the right edge of the card, indicating to me that the spiritual experience, the spiritual experience would be the right-hand path. Could Ron comment on that? Whatever that means, the spiritual experience is the right-hand path. Ra says yes, meaning yes, they can comment. The figure is expressing the nature of experience by having its attention caught by what may be termed the left-hand catalyst. Uh, meanwhile, the power, the magic, is available upon the right-hand path. The nature of experience is such that the attention shall be constantly given varieties of experience. Those that are presumed to be negative or interpreted to be negative may seem in abundance. It is a great challenge to take catalyst and devise the magical positive experience. That which is magical in the negative experience is much longer coming, shall we say, in third density. And so, uh, this is flipping and flip-flopping around here. Uh, Distinct from what Ra, from what Don's asking, Ra's saying that this figure expresses the nature of experience. How? Uh, that's what each card, the, the figure or character of each card expresses the nature of each card. Here we're talking about the nature of experience of mind, which is taking raw catalyst and filtering and interpreting uh, the positive, you know, on the positive, the efficient use of catalyst, making efficient use of catalyst. Uh, its attention is caught by left-hand catalyst. What does that mean, left-hand catalyst? You mean catalyst on the negative path? What does that mean, catalyst on the negative path? If somebody says, I hate you, you're stupid, is that catalyst on the negative path? I don't think so. It's just a sound. It's, it's somebody's thought expressed in sound with their feeling and their psychology behind it. Uh, so... It doesn't seem that that's left-hand catalyst, so it's not clear to me what's left-hand catalyst. Uh, certainly, I have a, if I have a desire to maim and torment, that could be called left-hand catalyst, meaning uh, what's arising in mind is of, the, is of the nature of service to self-intention. But that may be similar here. Uh, this attention caught by that it also means, it could mean, that it's easier for us to um, fashion catalyst in ways that are comfortable and habitual, rather than ways that represent um, our further, or in line with our greater potential. It, it's easier to, to crawl on the hands and knees than to walk uh, alert, erect, and, and with fine posture. It's easier to be a, a, sh a schlump than to make make good of yourself. And so it's easier to just complain when something doesn't feel good than to understand how it's good for me to experience what doesn't feel good. <laughs> something like that. Uh, then Ra's saying the power and the magic is available on the right-hand path. Well, power and magic is available on the left-hand path, too. But Ra, so you see, there's a lot of trouble here. Um, that's true. Power and magic is available on the left-hand path. Obviously, they do black magic. That's why it's called black, because they're doing it on the left-hand path. So there's, it's available on the left-hand path, but Ra is saying, not, not looking at that, why? Because we're talking about a certain position at the path, on the path here. That which is magical in the negative experience is much longer coming than third density, or say in third density, meaning the true use of magic is is really done in higher dimensions 
not 3D. On the, so 3D black magic. That's why it's, that's why these people do all sorts of strange things, like cut themselves and put their their blood on the wall. Um, this is really a, not a high level of magic, um, and so this may be what they offer to the public. But because this this these tarot cards are talking not about the seven dimensional spiritual path. They're talking about the path to polarization in 3D. Uh, on the path to polarization, or harvestability, actually, the, the, the paths of polarization in 3D to harvestability, on the way to harvestability out of 3D, uh, magic power, power and magic are much easier or much more readily felt on the positive path in 3D, it seems to me. And so... Attention, the nature of experience such that attention may be constantly given varieties of experience also means how, how distracted the mind is in uh, multiple interpretations or multiple fashionings. You have to understand that everything we do is experience of mind. Everything that we're, we're, we live in the experience of mind continually. It, it may be the magician conscious mind who's the actor uh, with some input from uh, the deep mind um, resources of subconscious um, high priestess uh, and therefore some deeper potentiation uh, as its basis. Uh, but everything that we're experiencing is that, <laughs> the experience of mind. And, and it's not simply catalyst because that is unfashioned to a, to a large degree. It's, it's you know moderately filtered from the subconscious, um, and and sub you know preconsciously filtered. <laughs> but uh, and that filtering is really quite a big deal, frankly. Uh, on the adept path, eventually it has to get stripped off. But uh, at this point, you know, uh, card four is in many ways the the epitome epitome no pity something i've lost my word it it's um it, it's the embodiment it, it's the it's the realm of life experience it's the realm of our life in 3d is the experience of mind uh continually fashioning on and on and on and on and on thinking and thinking and thinking that's all the, the realm of the experience of mind constantly given varieties of experience and so the, the looking to the left is this presumption that much of our experience is negative or we, the, the default interpretation, the squeaky wheel gets the, the grease or uh, you know one bad, one, one bad apple spoils the whole barrel uh, how easy it is for the mind to get caught in what is uh, non-ideal or what seems to be negative. It's easier to complain than to praise. It's easier to to uh, get stuck in in the less in the suboptimal because all three <laughs> D life is suboptimal. It's totally sub sub ideal. It, it's. Uh, this is the realm of, this is Kamaloka, this is the Saha world in Buddhism. Everybody knows the inferiority of 3D physical, and so compared to the higher dimensions. And so it's, it's inevitable that um, we have a sampling bias where uh, we come to, most everyone comes to the conclusion that um, negative experience or experience that they're presuming negative is in abundance continually. There's this, you know, uh, continual sense that, that being surrounded by challenges or one trouble after another or, oh, that's bad and that that's bad too. Uh, and the very monkey-mindedness of 3D consciousness under the veil leads to jumping and hopping around from thought to thought that itself is dukkha and um, a proliferation of, of sub-ideal, sub-optimal 
uh, experiencing. And so, and Ross said, it takes it's a great challenge to take catalyst and devise and to devise the magical positive positive experience. Likewise, I mean, this is positive magical, right? Uh, you can say that the very fashioning of experience from catalyst is the mind's natural magic. You can say that that any kind of uh, magical working of what raising things in the air or sending energy to heal this is down the line in 3d at the adept stage that's not what's really being mentioned here but the very fashioning of experience out of what the the unconstructed uh, basis you know the the fourth level down in in the movie inception unconstructed un, unconstructed subconscious mm-hmm uh before having been made into worlds and landscapes by this by the deep mind the movie inception i think is fantastic frankly i think it was very deep these levels of constructed constructed virtual reality of of the mind how the mind does this uh so the mind is a busy is a busy bee and um continually constructing interpretation and fashioning and um, jumping around with the monkey, uh, with the monkey on the back, um, basically seeking continually fresh experience. The mind, the mind is an experience junkie. The mind is a is an experience junkie, and stimulation junkie. The mind, this mind complex, it's a real trouble. That's why all meditative practice involves concentration and. Um, leading to quiet that monkey that that junkie monkey the the mental junkie monkey the monkey junkie so it, it's it's really an issue actually and a quiet mind is a rare is a rare uh, is rare in this world so um you can see that this card is actually quite important um because we live in the in the emperor in in the the emperor's realm continually 9421 oh my gosh the time is run away how about that uh next time i've gotten lost in the emperor's kingdom so next time we'll start at 9421 and then we'll finish the session uh but it it's not a very sexy card the emperor is not and it's not that not like that Uh, but actually (laughs) we live our life in the in the emperor's kingdom in the kingdom of the emperor experience of mind nearly all the time actually nearly all the time uh, most of what we're doing um, is certainly under the is in the realm of not only card four but but certainly inclusive of card four because the mind continues continues to fashion interpretation and by that we make something out of nothing in a way uh, and we create heaven and hell as well as the path from hell to heaven and out of it all so anyway next time we'll uh, pick up where we left off 9421 and get through this so i hope it's been helpful Uh, please take good care of yourselves see you next time and good night